Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Secret of Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guest. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, N.D., CNH, is the best-selling author of the ebook The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now. Available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Kim Show, also called The Secret to Everything. Can't quite shake my original title, which is also the name of my website. If you'd like to get a hold of me, www.secrettoeverything.com. We try to keep that updated, but we've been so busy lately. Um, We haven't done such a great job of that. I am so excited tonight. We have an amazing, I'm going to call him a celebrity guest. He's absolutely an amazing, gifted man with some abilities that I think will actually stun you in their scope, and he has a big heart as well. So I'm very excited to introduce our guest in a few minutes. But first of all, I'm going to introduce my equally amazing co-host, Walt. Are you there from New Jersey? I sure am, Kim. How are you this evening? And don't don't tell the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm great. That's what we like to hear. Yes. Just living life, right, Kim? That's right. Just living the life. Absolutely. 100%. I love that. Well, is there anything going on you want to share about your website? Is there anything you're involved in right now you want to talk about? Uh, No. Well, actually, we've got plans around, uh, I guess, around the beginning of November, and things are starting to slow down a little bit. And, uh, well, uh, my website is www.gotspirits.org, and we help people uh, get rid of ghosts from their house. That's our that's our job. <laughs> that's an interesting hobby. We'll have to talk to you about that sometime. Yes. 
Well, our callers are beginning to line up, and I'd like to kind of set some ground rules for this show. Whenever we have a reader or a psychic or a medium on that so generously um, comes to us and offers to share their gifts, I'd just like you to be really respectful and to be conscious that there's other callers that would like to talk to them as well. We're going to interview our guest for quite a while and hear some of his stories and his viewpoints and hear how he came into his gifts and a bunch of different things. Let him talk about what he's doing. And when it's time, we'll open the lines and he can share his gifts with you. And our number will be then 646-564-9712. And I just want to say I'm going to encourage the utmost respect as we do for all our readers and our um we don't often do this anymore we we kind of mix it up and we do a lot of different things so this is a rare treat and i'm absolutely thrilled to have him with us i want to mention next week we have heidi thompson and she teaches the importance of breath awareness which sounds like kind of crazy but it is hugely hugely important in reaching higher states of consciousness. It's one of the tools to reach higher states of consciousness. So I'm happy to bring you to her. She's written a book and she has a website and we will be speaking with her next week. I kind of want to get in. I see. Let me see if Kara's back. Let me, oh, Kara, are you back? I am so back and my mic my mic is hot, baby. Uh-oh. Um, so so professional tonight. I've had Coca-Cola. My apologies. I was going to say, are you sure that's all you've had? Because you're kind of, wow, you're a little feisty this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, did you did you find our guest along your travels of not being oh, Yes, Mr. Chuck is in the studio right now, and he's <laughs> all ready to go, so I'm super excited. Oh, good. Well, um, I'd like to share with y'all a, a little bit about Chuck. Um, Chuck uh, co-authored his first book with his longtime friend, Joe Higgins, and that was titled The Everything Guide to Evidence of the Afterlife. His new book, which was released just this year, is actually his autobiography, and it is titled The Psychic Cop. Chuck happens to be a third-generation psychic medium, and he remembers having the ability to communicate with the spirit world from the young age of five. Hmm, that sounds like quite a few people I know where we discover our abilities when we're quite young. Uh, Chuck is actually, like I, I find him a celebrity guest, endorsed by renowned medium. I think some of you have heard of him, James Van Prowl, co-producer of the number one CBS drama, The Ghost Whisperer, and several other hit shows. He was a retired, or he is a retired police officer of 32 years, and he has assisted numerous law enforcement agencies in their ongoing investigations and been successful in helping to solve many open cases and cold cases. He's been featured in news articles and live radio shows around the country. He's hosted group reading sessions and multimedia forums in many major cities around the U.S. He's been featured in a TV pilot site. Search, which has aired more than a dozen times on A&E and the biography channels. And say I just watched, finally got a chance to watch that today, and it is, like, absolutely amazing. And we can talk to him a little bit more about that. Just to fill you guys involved in Kara, it's actually a show that approaches kind of from a skeptic. I don't know if either of you have watched You know, do these people really have gifts? And so they took him 
with some actual law enforcement officers that I don't believe he'd ever met. And they were skeptical and had never worked with psychics. And they brought a cold, and I'll let probably let him talk about it. But what transpires on this program in basically, you know, close to real time is just absolutely He's what I call in my rating system a high-level, you know, psychic into a, and he's really developed his. So um, I'll and bring um, Mr. Chuck Burns on the air. Welcome to the Secret to Everything, Chuck. Well, thank you, Dr. Kim. That was quite an introduction. Uh, looking forward to tonight and looking forward to the call-ins and uh, seeing where the show is uh, headed. Yeah, it can be quite interesting. Um, I already have a little bit of a... Karen and I were talking earlier on, sometimes when we have mediums on, which isn't super often, it's an increase in spirit activity in our own personal lives. And so my day started this morning with a man standing beside me while I was, in the rare moments now, uh, watching TV this morning. So I thought, okay, I, I see how this day is going to go. <laughs> to have fun. Well, let's kind of start at the beginning. You said when you were younger, you were aware way back then that you had of relatives. This is in your family as well. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, actually, uh, my mom, who was from the United Kingdom, had the ability. Her mom had the ability, and I don't know how far it really does go back, but when I was a child and things were happening to me and I would start seeing uh, spirits or getting uh, extremely vivid uh, premonitions of things that, you know, I would talk about a certain thing and then it would happen, uh, my mom kept saying, no, 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 that's just, you know, you're daydreaming, you're making it up. You're... She did everything she could to make sure I didn't go down the same road. And I honestly even remember at one point in my younger life where um, she had me tested, you know, for uh, brainwave activity just to see what was going on in the head. And I think back in the day, you know, when I was much younger, they didn't have the kind of equipment that uh, – that's around today, so you kind of wonder if you'd get different results today, you know, doing the same kind of test. But uh, I know it was it was it was hard as a child because I knew what I was seeing, and I knew what I was hearing, and yet I couldn't get anyone to believe me. You know, it was it was hard. It was difficult. Yeah, I have deep compassion for that. That I have kind of a similar experience as well. It's kind of neat that you fully walked into your. Your gift. So, could you tell us a little bit about how you got from? I mean, you be, you went to the police academy and you were in law enforcement for a super long time. Were you doing this while you were in law enforcement? Can you tell us a little bit about that journey as you grew older? Yeah, the I think the part that intrigues most people when they hear my uh, story about being on a police department. Uh, I was born in Florida. However, the military took me to the uh, Boston area. And of all places, I ended up in Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> hmm. uh, and people who aren't aware of Salem being uh, recognized as the witch city, and in fact on the uh, police patch is actually that of a witch riding on a broomstick. You know, if you bring up the Salem police website, that you know that's, that's what you see on the side of the patrol car and on the uh, the arm patch for the officers. However, when I moved there, it's like I knew very little about uh Salem at all. I just happened to be up in that area with the military and it just happened. And it 
kind of just fell into place that I joined the police department the way I did. Um, once I was on, however, it seemed like there was a definite, um, you know, with all the witch hysteria and all the trials and everything that Salem is so famous for, it was almost like Salem was trying to pull out of that. So to have a police officer claiming to be able to talk to the dead really eh, it was a mismatch. Um, so what I did with it is I would actually, when I worked on different cases, um, whether, you know, I worked ambulance detail for a while and I worked in special operations for a while, worked on the street as a regular officer and I did motorcycle duty, you name it. Um, I, I always enjoyed going to say a crime scene or a murder scene and trying to feel what I thought happened, you know, just sense everything I possibly could. And then over a six- or eight-month period while everything unfolded, it was kind of fun to put it all back together and say, well, how does that connect with what I, what I thought it was going to be in the beginning? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would start getting names, and it would get uh, – I'm very funny about usually walking into an area where a crime has been committed. Even if people don't tell me what happened, I'll know whether it's a shooting, a knife, or a hanging, or whatever it is. I'll absolutely pick up on – how it happened, and usually names of people involved with it. Chuck, did you work in the homicide department, or or it just happened to be part of being a regular uh, police officer? I would I would say it happened. Uh, I, w- I was in uh, special operations, which was also worked hand in hand with the detective division. You know, we were in plain clothes. We worked a different office and handled different things. Uh, but I was absolutely a part of. Uh, you know, that type of investigation, including even working in a patrol car, many times you'd be first on scene to uh, what could be a murder or a suicide or, you know, whatever. You'd be first on scene and, you know, had your duties that you had to perform. Did, did the other police officers, were they aware of your gift? You know, I kept it quiet for many years until it reached a point where, um I started giving readings to different officers would come to my home and, you know, as long as they didn't give out their names or tell other people that they had the reading. So I was giving readings to different officers who had tragedy within their family, if you will. And, yeah, word got out. But once I became a little more skilled at what I'm doing and became friends with James Van Prague, and then he posted me on his website, it made it, it really put my name out there pretty much internationally because of his fame, and I couldn't keep it secret anymore. Wow. So, so like, if the other police officers were on a case, did they say, "Hey, let's call Chuck to get to get his advice," or did, did you get called in on other cases as a result of your gift? You know, most of the cases I got called in were the day I, I retired. Uh, different departments started calling me. Salem, uh, we wanted to keep it absolute. Uh, I can't even think of the right words here, but we wanted to keep it, you know, when you when you work on a case for a police department, you have to go to court. You really don't want to stand up in front of a judge and say a psychic gave us the information. You want to right. you want to put the hard facts down on the table, and you want to go that route. I look at what uh, mediums are able to do for police departments in the most part is you've got, a, you know, you don't have to go in and solve every crime but you can assist in solving the crime. And if you're pointing the police in the right direction, 
that alone is, is, is very good. But if you give them just enough where you're pointing them in the right direction, and it might be a, a direction they haven't already thought about or looked, you know, into, uh, then you're, you're being a help. Uh, it's difficult working with police. I've tried to help with a couple of cases here in Florida since I've moved down. And even with my background as a retired police officer, uh, it's difficult. It's very difficult. You know, Dr. Kim mentioned seeing the show that I um, I did on A&E, and what you don't get to see on the footage is before it all started, I had a uh, one of the detectives actually ream me out about what I'm doing and how it's, uh, you know, I think you can probably tell which detective was unhappy with my presence. It was the older man, the older man. No, you know, it wasn't in this case. It was it was actually the younger. Really? It was actually the younger guy, and he felt I was exploiting the family, and uh, I guess I can say this on the air. We had a, a bit of an argument, and, you know, because we were off to the side, and I forgot that I had a wireless mic on, and so did he. Uh-oh. So the whole conversation was recorded, and there was a little debate on whether they should use it or not. And, and I don't mind speaking this publicly because, you know, police are paid very big money every year for the job that they do. And how do they kind of justify a guy walking in the door and solving their crime for them? You see a little bit of a problem there? I mean, oh, yeah, I, did. I never thought about that. Oh, I did. You know, I looked at it from their perspective, and that, this is the way he attacked me, forgetting that, that we had the wireless uh, microphones on. And, and it was so beautiful because he, I, I waited till he finished and I said, are you done? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay, now the facts. I said, A&E is not paying me to be here. No uh-huh. one's paying me. I'm losing, you know, work time. I'm losing, uh, I'm doing this on my own. my own. I'm here to help the family and maybe to educate law enforcement that, you know, psychic mediums are for real and that we can be a, a tool, that we can help. And then I, then I did kind of punch him out. I said, now, since you've been working on the case, how many hours of overtime have you collected? <laughs> and that's that's what he did at about face and stammered off. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm not here to poke fun at law enforcement, but I do see their dilemma with it. And I do understand that every time there's a case that hits the spotlight, mediums come out of the woodwork and they're flooded with calls and it's, you know, they, they're obligated then to investigate the information given to them by psychics, if you will, and it can slow down, you know, uh, an investigation. Which is the furthest you've ever had to go to to try to solve a, a case? Let's see. I've from Florida. I've gone up to Texas. I've gone to California. So I guess California would be the farthest I've gone. Well, that's pretty far. <laughs> it is. And, I, and I've helped with several several over the phone, but uh, actually. Let me take that back. My The furthest I've gone was Germany, where I actually did help a family. It was uh, a very high-profile case. It was all over the news at the time. And I worked with them on Skype, and everything that they recorded, every statement I made later turned out to be 100% accurate, you know, including finding the bod- finding their son's body and where it would be found and, and how it happened and it's like I gave them all that information a good seven or eight days before the case was actually concluded. Wow. And Go ahead, Kara. I'm always just interested to ask um, mediums this and get their varied perspective. But do you 
turn it on, turn it off, or is that all some boundaries with it? That's a great question, Carrie. For me, it's it's a light switch. Usually, I turn it on, turn it off. Uh, one of my favorite stories is, uh, you know, and people listening who can probably relate to this. One of my favorites is uh, one night I was out having, you know, steak dinner and a couple of beers with it, and was thinking about mediumship not at all. You know, I'm out just having a good, fun night, and a girl came up out of nowhere and she said, "The guys I'm sitting with." told me who you are and what you do, she said, and I would love to have a reading with you because my grandfather passed away a month ago, and he was like a dad to me. You know, I'd love to just connect with him and know that he's okay. Here I am paying my bill, and I'll tell you, it takes a, it takes a lot of um, uh, belief in the system to be able to look someone like that in the eye, and I said, well, you know, your grandfather loves you just as much as you love him. He's telling me he was with you tonight while you were having fun, but to prove it's really your grandfather and he's with you, he's telling me your birthday is February the 1st, and when I said those words, I mean, it would be like me trying to guess Dr. Kim's birthday right now, because I don't have a clue <laughs> what it is, uh-huh. or, you, or you guess mine. Right, April Fool's Day. And, and with this young lady, I was I was right on the money. She even showed me her driver's license because I wanted to make sure she wasn't just going along with whatever I'm saying. So it surprised me as much as it surprised her that I I nailed her birth date. I kind of had a thought when I was reading your book, which um, you guys should get. It's it's very interesting, and he tells a lot of stories. Um, It's called The Psychic Cop. But what I wondered because i believe in the quantum physics world that we attract who we are being so the fact that you were you know a police officer for so many years i'm wondering if particularly the spirits of of these cases these open cases or these cold cases are particularly drawn to you because they know that you have a unique way of looking at crimes or situations or or these mysterious death type or kidnapping or whatever it is in a different way than some of us would look at it because of your experience and that they can maybe kind of have a almost like a shortcut through you to passing that information along in a clear and succinct way. So do you think that maybe um, some of the spirits are drawn to you, particularly in this area, because of your experience and and what you did for so long. I think so. I call it speaking the language of the cop. You know, when I'm around them during a, whether it's a a missing child or a murder or whatever, um, it's like I know what my boundaries are as a person trying to help them. Um, And then with the spirit world, it's like they feed me with just the right information. Uh, We had one locally that was uh, a little seven-year-old girl got off the bus and was never seen again, you know. And um, I was at, in front of the family on day number two. And probably the most painful part of this was, even though it was somewhat in the area where I live, it's about 10 miles away, um, I talked to the mother, gave her a reading from her daughter, was so 100% on, even talked about a library book that had been missing, but the daughter found it. And I said, daughter found the book on Sunday? And what's that all about? And she said, yeah, uh, the book had been missing for a month. Uh, My daughter said, I found the book. We don't have to pay for it. Now can I have the money that you were going to spend, you know, pay at the library? Can I have that money to spend? 
And the mother said, no, we're turning the book back in and we're done with it. You know, and that's the end of it. But I came up with so many unique details, including how many days until they would have the body. Uh, everything I said was accurate. With detectives witnessing this and taking notes, however, once the body was found seven days later, exactly where I said it was, would be found. I'm sorry, it was three days later. Um, there was no follow-up on their part at all. It's like they had no interest in what I had to offer or any of it. However, the, the mom has come to me probably, I don't know, five different times now for readings, and her daughters came through beautifully. But there's still a stigma between the police uh, agencies in some parts of the country and, you know, the psychic world. Wow. I, I have a kind of a question. So I really, you know, I haven't had anyone recently pass over. If I called you up for a reading just randomly for no reason, how do you do that? Does it have to be for a specific re reason? Because he does give private readings and, um, of course, his web address is his name.com. Is that correct? I didn't. It's chuckbergman.com. Yeah, uh, Chuck okay. So he does schedule private readings, and you can check that out on his web address. But do you have to have a specific reason in to contact Spirit? Or if I called you up, how would that go? Um, do I, you know, how would you open that up? I usually start talking, and then typically, and I, that's not my favorite kind of reading. My favorite kind of reading yeah. is to say, like, your mom or your dad is here or your child or, um, you know, someone special, and then prove that it's them, either by describing their appearance or a missing limb or, you know, something. Uh, I have had people do that where they'll say, I just want to know what's in my future. And I have a feeling I tap in with spirit guides for people because it does happen where where I will guide them in the right direction or let them know at least the path that they're on at the present time from as far as they're concerned upstairs is the right path. But sometimes I feel funny giving those kind of readings. And when I do, I usually give future stuff that I hang up the phone and go, wow, I wish I didn't say all that. And then later, you know, a year later, I get an email saying how accurate all that stuff was. I, I call it channeling is what I'm really doing when that's going on. Right. And, Chuck, I have another question for you. Um, would you say that if somebody really close to well, when they pass away, can they stay close to us for years, or as, or is like the first year when they'll be the closest? I find, yeah, man. You're, Do you have any comments on that, Carrie? Carrie, you've got some wonderful questions coming in. Um, one of my observations is typically I, I'm observing that within the first day or two is usually when they're at their strongest because I think they're still carrying energy left over from the body that they exited from, even if that body were in bad health. Take a younger person, for instance, we'll just say hit by a, a train, and the, you know, they're, the spirit's out of the body before they even hit the ground, so they're not feeling the pain of the accident. The, they, they're taking with them part of the physical energy from the body as they're exiting. Uh, and I found those kind of readings can like knock me over with, this, with the strength of the, uh, the spirit. Usually within a few weeks, though, it diminishes somewhat. And I've seemed to pick up on it. It seems like a spirit that's maybe two years on the other side is a little bit weaker than one that's only, say, six months. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing a difference. And mm -hmm. I know a good friend of mine, um, 
I was giving him a reading, and it was the first time I realized um, the timeline works the way it does. His mom had died when he was very young, and it would have been 40 years ago that, you know, 40 years for her in spirit at the time of the reading. And she came through beautifully. So she's still around her son, even though it's, you know, 40 years later when he gets the reading. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, uh, have you have you ever done any readings for um, for pets? Anyone lose a pet or? I'll let Doctor Doctor Kim read the book. You can answer that one. <laughs> yeah, yes. you'd be surprised what he's done um, readings for. Absolutely, he, it is very. You guys, we're not even going to answer that question. I, I do have one example. I'll answer it. Okay. It's, it is a, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, it was a mom and her two daughters came because, you know, the woman came to me. Her her mom had just recently passed away. You know, grandmother for the two daughters who are in their 20s. Give them a reading. They're very, very, very happy with it. You know, this was faced you know, at my home. And at the end of the reading, the one girl was whispering to her mom like, uh, like disappointed or something. I don't know. I said, you know, and I, I was all ready to get out of the chair. I thought we were all done, and the recorders turned off. And she said, well, we had a pet that died two weeks ago. We were hoping that the pet would come through. And I thought, man, they're not giving me any slack here at all. They won't tell me he or she. They won't tell me dog or cat or horse or snake or lizard, <laughs> you know. So what are the odds of me saying, oh, your pet is here and nailing it? Well, I did, because what I heard the pet say to me in actual words, he says, and it was a he, he went, uh, Mexican blood runs through my veins. And I went, <laughs> what did I just hear? And then when I started considering that sentence, I said, man, I couldn't have made that up in a million years. And uh, I said, was this a chihuahua? And it was. Wow. That's so cool. I love that you said that because when I channel, I get those lovely, I get, I remember reading in your book, you said you, sometimes you get pictures and sometimes, I just, you get all different kinds of things. You get the information all different kinds of ways. And I just like that confirmation because that's how I get information. I get these phrases or I get these pictures. Yeah. Sometimes the pictures are actual, like, like you get like yes. actual places. And sometimes they're symbolic, like the middle of a desert and they're trying to tell me, you know, and I've learned, like, a lot of times when they give me, well, and this is from a healing perspective, but when they give me the picture of a desert, a lot of times it means, and it's kind of weird, but it means generational things. So they, they have this symbolic language, which you do kind of allude to in different stories in the book, that sometimes you get pictures or uh, sentences or words, and we don't know quite what they mean. So it's <laughs> a little bit of a game there. It's, it's uh, You know what it is? It takes a long, it's like learning another language because that's exactly what it is. I remember early on in my readings, I would see like a Campbell's soup can and go, okay, I know what that is. We all know that label when we see it. So I would say, oh, your dad really liked Campbell's soup. And I, th and I kept saying, that's just stupid validation. I mean, you know, we all know what it is. We all, we've all mm -hmm. had Campbell's soup, but I don't know anyone that says they like it. It's convenient. <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> it's just something that's right. there. Right. So anyway, finally I said, what is the common denominator? Why, what type of spirit or what what type of a life did the person have that's usually associated with Campbell's soup can when they show it to me and the more i thought about it it the the meaning behind it for the spirit world for me this is my own personal symbol is it means lengthy illness mm. and for whatever reason they show me the Campbell's soup can and i go okay 
And I said, your, your mom or dad, whatever, died from a lengthy illness, not a sudden death. And it's always right on the money. So, you, you know. I love that. You just validated something huge for me because that's what, how they are with me, too. They give me this. They started giving me the same symbols that mean the same thing, and I'm and, always 100% right. So it's very Yeah, and, and some of them, if you get it wrong with the person, it's up to you to figure out, well, what, what are they really, what am I supposed to say when I see this particular symbol? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have our call lines are really piling up. And so, Chuck, would you be willing to take a few readings? And I'm not sure how you would do that or how you want us to handle that. Um, but would you be willing to take some questions? Sure, I'd be happy to. I'll do both, you know, if, if it turns into a reading, okay. Um, typically, I do change my format a little for a, you know, a radio show like this. It's not like a person in front of me or or where I'm doing a, a one-on-one for an hour on a phone or something. Sure. So I typically want to know, like, um, who do you want within the family tree, like mom or dad, sister, brother, and not really much more. But, you know, we do accelerate the communication part because of the airtime, you know, that's allotted here tonight. Sure. And I'm going to ask the callers, if we do take your call, to be conscious there's other callers waiting on the line and to be um, conscious that this is a gift and um, be respectful of Chuck's time as well. So if we cut you off or uh, you feel disconnected, we're not trying to be mean. We're just trying to move the timing and be respectful to everyone. So I'm going to go ahead and take our first caller who has been holding 40 minutes to speak to you. And her name, I believe, is Olivia. Olivia, is that your name? Yes. Yes. Okay, go ahead and ask your question. Hi, Chuck. I just wanted to see, can you connect with my dad? Okay, and I, you know, I like to keep it fair too. I do know um, Olivia's dad, and it's kind of ironic. Her dad is the one with the forty-year uh, separation. You know, with the uh, since his, uh, her dad's mom uh, passed away, it, it had been forty years. So uh, that would be Olivia's dad. I don't know if you heard that part, Olivia, but um, certainly saying it with all respect for him. So I'm going to hope that your dad will come through, but he's got to come up with. Um, Who's got the beautiful little girl, Olivia? Is that you? No, my sister. Your Aww. sister? I'm seeing a beautiful, beautiful little girl. This is from your dad, and I know it's from him. Aww. But that, that, and I feel like there's something glorious just happened around her, and I don't know what. If it was a birthday party or something, because I see her dressed up very, very beautifully. Did she just have photos, dance? pictures, photos? Yes. Okay, that you know that that would fit pretty much the image. But he is here to say hello to you. Um, what happened the day before Halloween? Why am I concerned about just before Halloween with you? Um, I'm feeling a problem no, there. My sister had no powers. Ah. There, there, there were no powers up in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. His, your dad's words, he was with her. He was with her, just so I don't know if she felt it or is aware of it. Um, now, knowing what I know about your dad, I'm seeing a beautiful American flag. Any re, something governmental in a good way has happened around you. Is that true? Involving um, the, go- the government? I don't know. I'm looking for something like a citation from the government or a or a thank you from the government, or something on that idea. Who? Someone just released. Go ahead. My dad was a retired cop. 
Oh. That could be it. You know, I'm feeling this is more up to date. I feel that recently some someone either was released from the military with honors. You see what I mean? I'm getting something like that coming through. I'm like pride. I'm proud of someone. Um, well, I know somebody's um, son just joined a uh, marine. Marine, man, I, that word was on the tip of my tongue before I said uh, what I said. I left it open. I, I would like that, and I'm not going to actually get whether they're they just joined or just um, you know just got out of the military. If they just joined, that would explain the the, the pride and everything that I was feeling. Um, is this person connected to your dad? Is it someone he would ex- you know like know and be proud of? No. Okay, but at least if nothing else, he would know what's going on around you, or at least know about the conversation. Okay, and who just had their phone number changed or a new phone number added? Me. You. Okay, uh-huh. good. At least, at least I know I'm back on track with you. And that's that's the, by the way, that's what I love when I do readings to let the person know that um, mom, or in this case Olivia's dad, is still around, loves her, sees what's going on, and is actually reporting on what's going on. But I got to tell you, you got a dog there that I'd like to give a bath to. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yep. Okay. <laughs> he just pinched, pin, pinched his nostrils and tilted his head back like only your dad could do, and then I saw the silhouette of a dog. So yep. he bought the dog. Ah, oh, perfect. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Um, and who do I have to sing happy birthday to? I've got a real big happy birthday cake in front of me. His favorite grandson. Ah, uh, Okay. So I didn't know who, but I, I, they've got little symbols for me that way, too. If there are no candles on it, then it's coming up. If there are candles burning, then it's, like, right within this area. And if there's a slice taken out, it's behind us. So it's kind of funny. Sometimes I'll see a cake that's almost totally gone, and that's telling me the birthday is pretty far behind us. Uh, and one more thing I'm seeing, Olivia. What's this with a, a, a ring? Is it a, an engagement ring or a, a I know I'm getting a, a ring on a woman. Um, it just it's just a ring my my boyfriend got me. Aww. Is that re- is that recent? Yes. Oh, okay. Congratulations. I was, hoping, I was hoping well no, it wasn't an engagement ring. I was hoping that he would tell me what this situation is working out. <laughs> I'm sorry, the phone went kinda haywire. What was that? I, I was hoping he can validate like should I stay with this relationship, or should I let this relationship go? I was hoping he can come through and tell me. Um, I like to tell people it's your life, it's your decision. However, I will tell you, I just your dad, knowing the way he is, and he is quick and to the point, and uh-huh. no bull, as you know. He put a number ten. So if I'm seeing a ten, it's making, it's it's guiding me to convince you that even if there are little ups and downs right now, that's your adjustment period. And you should expect that, but the overall picture, the big picture, I'm getting a 10 out of this. So I feel that adjustments will be made, and the two of you are very suited for each other. Oh, nice. Okay. All right, uh, Olivia, well, we're going to have to move on. So thank you so thank much you. for calling. Glad thank you, you so much, Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. You're okay. welcome. Chuck, I have a quick question. So when you were, when you were doing that reading, um, 
is he speaking to you? I mean, I heard a lot of pictures, but are you hearing phrases or is he actually talking to you? Is it a conversation? How is that? How did all that information transpire, if you don't mind? Sometimes it's very hard to keep up because it's many, many different formats that you absolutely have to be in touch with. Um, There are many mental exercises I try and do daily, like, uh, you know, like when I forget something, like if I'm going to call someone and then uh, the day goes by and then the next day I'm going, oh, yeah, I was supposed to call so-and-so and and I forgot. It's like I try and figure out what part of my brain let that slip through and repair it or work on it or exercise it. And everything I do during the following few days, I'm very, very, very careful about not forgetting and not, um, you know, not forgetting things. I really relate to that, too, because sometimes when I'm getting a reading, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble even putting the words into English because they're bombarding me with, at the same time, like thoughts and feelings and impressions and sentences and pictures. Is that how it sometimes comes over you, like just everything at once, kind of? It, it absolutely does come in like that. And there, uh, the funny thing is you have people who are just starting out with this, and they think that they can do a few meditations, and then they're like, you know, the reading I just did, they think they're going to walk in, and Olivia da- Olivia's dad is just going to start saying, you know, like, hey, they just painted the house red, you know, things like that. <laughs> and, wow, do I wish it were that easy. Or, hey, my name is Mark or whatever it is. I wish. I wish it was like that. And some things will whiz by so quickly, it's like lightning fast. You're not even sure if you witnessed it or not. True. And, and you really have to take a chance with it. Do people ever say to you, um, what did you just say, and are you able to answer them? Like, you know, they, they don't hear you. Are you able to repeat when you're really intense? I am. Oh, I am. good. You're One of the hardest things, though, is when you get your, your skeptics, and, you know, you're trying to go with the flow. Right. Spirit is on a much higher vibration, as you know, yeah. and we're on a much lower vibration. So the longer I spin down in the lower vibration, and then I have to shift gears and jump up to the higher vibration again, it's not as good a reading as with someone who will just let things go. Even if they're not sure about what, what's being said, the smart thing to do when you're having a reading is to remember it and just let the mo- reading keep moving forward. Exactly. I because always say I was channeling. I can't. I don't remember because I really like to. Uh, you're kinder than I am. I like to <laughs> spirit. And I'm like, okay, you guys. I mean, you're paying me to go to give you to be this channel, and I'm doing it. You know? I'm that's doing that's right. You know, I, I get a few people that that are really wanting to. To me, if um, the best reading I ever had in my life was one sentence from one woman when I was getting um, trying to find out if what was happening to me can you even talk to the dead. I was about 35 years old, you know, when it all started coming back to me. So I went in in Salem and had a reading. And the woman brought my mom through. But the one thing she said to me, like, that was it. There was no more doubt in my mind after she said it. And it was a very easy statement. And all she said is, and this is after I'd already paid the money, I'm leaving the room, and i am got my hand on the, you know, the door to open it to exit. She said, oh, by the way, Chuck, I loved your mother's British accent. Hmm. And there was no way the woman up in Boston would know that. Mom was down here in Florida. And it was like, I froze. I said, why didn't you tell me that earlier? I would have, you know, I would have enjoyed the whole session because for me the whole session was I was trying to determine is this woman really connecting with my mom or not? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I mean? And yes, yes. And then and 
and I try and tell people that when you get your confirmation that it's positively me connecting with a loved one, that's really, you know, what else do we need? The rest of it's up to you. It's up to you to find the right lover and buy the right car, or the right house, or the right job. Or I agree. I always say um, you have infinite choices all the time. So if you don't like the choice you make, choose again. They're like, should I do this? Or should I do that? I'm like, well, just choose something. If you don't like it, choose something else. I, I honestly had a woman one night, and I probably should do this to one of my clients on a show, but I will just to show people the way some people are. I mean, we've got people out there that have had children that have passed away that they'd love to hear from. And I do remember a woman booked a reading one night, and she said, you know, my mom's in spirit. I just want to ask her, is it okay to change my hair color and shorten it? I said, yeah, if you want. I said, you don't need to talk to your mom for that. But you know what it is? that We, we go up through life looking for mom and dad's approval, and I think in some cases, some people don't outgrow that. And so they're still looking for, I guess, the right, you know, it's okay for you to do it. And I, I just found it funny that if I want a haircut or change the color, that's my call. No one else's. Absolutely. Well, we're speaking with um, Psychic Cop, Chuck Bergman. You can go to his website if you'd like to schedule a private reading, www chuckbergman.com and you can go on Amazon and get his well I guess you can go on Amazon I guess I just yeah. <laughs> I'm like wait a minute <laughs> you can get his book The Psychic Cop of course. and um, we're going to go ahead and take our next caller which is Rose Marie or Maria from New Jersey are you there? yes yeah. go ahead ask your question um, relationship slash friendship Okay, and was it Maria? Is that the name, or Rosemary? Rosemary. Okay, Rosemary. First, what I want to do for you, though, and I know roughly where you're at, so I just want to get an idea of, have you been alone for a long time? Alone uh, without anybody, yes. Okay, well, that, you know, yeah, that's what I mean by that. Um, it's just odd the way that would come in. They actually showed me a timeline with that. Is you know I'm getting that there will be someone, and we're looking fairly soon now. And I don't usually do this type of reading, but just remember I'm giving you a T name, either a Tim or a Tom, and it's someone you've known in the past or someone you know of. I'll put it that way. And I'm seeing absolute romance for you coming into this. And I got to tell you, you need it. You're ready for it. You're gonna Aww. you're gonna make someone else very, very, very happy. I can tell. Well, thank okay. you so much, Rosemary. I'm going to um, let you go because um, Chuck is a medium and he specializes in that kind of question. But thank you for calling in. Um, I'm going to go. We didn't screen this caller, Karen, so I'm not sure who this is or where they're calling from. But area code 207, do you have do you have a question for Chuck? Yes, I'd like to know, can you connect with my father? Okay, and what was your first name? My name is D. D. Yes. Okay, D. And let me just—we may have to chat for a moment, especially when you're we're working like through phone lines and stuff like this. In fact, my okay. opinion is this should be impossible in the first place. But ow, your dad! What's wrong with his toes? Ah. Hmm. Uh, toes, feet. He had a pinched nerve in his leg. 
That might be why. You know, they're always doing things to me to simulate what would be going on with your dad. And it's not like I'm up in the upper torso. I'm definitely down. For me, it's down in the lower leg or the toes, down that part of my foot. Um, hold on, D. He's. Uh, do you have any siblings? No. Uh, well, no, now it's now it's making more sense. If you did, if you said yes, I was going to say you really stand out, and you're the one in the forefront of the others because he put you, your dad put you out front, and I see the others are pretty far back. But now you're telling me you don't even have others. Now I <laughs> no. wish I told you what he was showing me, which really is very symbolic of you were the apple of his eye. Um, you know. Um, now dad passes away. Someone else passes away at the same time. Is, is there a brother for him that dies around the same time? His sister. His sister, okay. I knew it was a family connection that made it doubly sad because we've got the two of them. But they are happy to be together. But he's saying they really didn't get along that great, but they do now. Just so, And he's laughing. He's got a great uh-huh. sense of humor. And I'm getting a number seven. July, an important month? Uh, oh, I can't put it together right now. I don't know. Good answer. Or the seventh of a month. I'll take that, too. Oh, his birthday is November 7th. Okay, good, good, good. Because I like it. He did it so quickly. The November was blurry, but I could see the seven. He actually wrote it out for me. Um, Quite a guy, quite a guy, I'll tell you. He's uh, very talkative, but some of it I don't understand. And I don't know what he's making. I don't know if he cooked or not, but he's making something that looks like you fry it, almost like a crab cake, but but it looks like a waffle. Oh, he used to make matzo pie. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. All right. Well, he's, he's making that just to prove that it's him. Um, he's uh, a very direct man. He's wiping the tears from your eyes, and he wants me to tell you he better not see any more. That there, he came through for you. You know he's okay. He said he's having a grand time over there. And something okay. about a mansion that he always wanted to see he actually gets to go to that mansion, and I don't know what that's all about. I'm hoping you do. Um, I think about that. I don't know. Beautiful, beautiful mansion that I'm seeing. It's like he couldn't go there before, but now he, he gets to go to that. Um, I know what the, the area is reminding me of someplace up in Michigan. That uh, Did you ever uh, see the movie Somewhere in Time? The Mackinac, yes. I, is it yes. Mackinac Island? Isn't there? That's where that was filmed. Okay, Mackinac. that's what he's showing me for some reason. I don't know why that's coming through, but he is. Does that have any meaning for you, that particular no. movie? Uh, I always liked it, but I, I don't know how, uh, I don't know if he saw it or I can't connect with that now. I have to think about that. All right. Um, I'm not sure what the connection is either, but once, you know, once he's showing it like that, it's just like I have to go through it. Uh, I have to go through it with you to show you. And... What is this? You want a sportier or a faster car? Does that make sense? Uh, no, that's not me. <laughs> okay. Is someone around you getting a new car, a faster car? Because I feel speed's involved here. Not that I know about. All right. He's done so well with everything else. I'm not going to, you know, beat it to death here, but I, I'm positive I'm getting this. You know, either someone you're seeing or there. I know it's a faster, sportier car, very fast. Huh. And not getting any more with that. I would like you to email me on that one, D. If you get any more, you know, like if it does happen or you realize what that's all about, I'd just like to hear the particulars on that. Helps me to understand okay. later, like, why you're not getting it now. 
And some people do get a little stage fright too, and then they yeah, yeah. they they later go, oh, I know what that is, but the listeners don't get the benefit of it. So, okay, G. Well, um, we're gonna move on because we like buried with callers. But thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Thanks, darling. Okay, and again, we're on with the psychic cop, Mr. Chuck Bergman. You can go to his website to book a private reading, www.chuckbergman.com, and you can get his book at bookstores everywhere or at Amazon, and we're going to go to area code 715. Do you have a question or comment? Uh, yeah, my question is, uh, if you see who's around me, touch me when I'm practicing on my guitar. Oh, that's you, know, you know what's funny here? I was getting ready to joke and do a real low voice indicating we had a male caller next, even though all I heard was 715. It's like I knew it was a male, and I didn't get a name. What's the name? Uh, Richard. Hi, Richard. Uh, let me try and tune in for you and see um, what I get. Um, what have you stopped doing in your life? You just quit doing something. Uh, either you've given up reading or you've given up television. You've given up almost something mainstream. What have you given up? Uh, the only thing I did, I, I gave up the driving. Uh, I used to drive over the road, and, and I don't want to do that anymore. Wouldn't it be funny if yours was coming in at the end of D's? Your, you know, your loved one, whoever's coming in for you, because I got the car thing going on, and I didn't know what that was. She didn't know what it was. And it's funny that that's the one deal that's happening with you right now. And I've had this where spirits will come on a little earlier than, you know, than what they should. Um, this is a male that's around you because I, I've got him with me right now. Um, and... He not only taps on your shoulder, but he's admitting to actually frightening you. Would that make sense? Uh, it doesn't frighten me, but uh, I do feel somebody touching my hand and then touching my shoulder, and at times it feels like I'm stepping through a spider web across my face. Okay. Um, let me see if I can get any more from him. Uh, what I would like is a little validation. Some. I can't give you a name or anything. He's definitely around you. He's 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 with me right now trying to give me stuff. It's just not making sense. I'm going to tell you he's younger, if that will help you at all. I want to say around the age of 29, and I'm not sure how he knows you. I think it's more of a an acquaintance you had made a while back. Um, I'm just going to try one more thing here because I, I know what I'm seeing. Is there anything going on with you in pots and pans, like new pots and pans or a new fry pan? Or um, No, I haven't bought one in a while. Okay, I'm seeing a, like a fry pan or a big pan, a big pot, and I, I just don't know what to do with it. I don't know what this guy's all about. Um, <laughs> I can tell you you're not imagining this. You're not imagining it. Well, let me try one more thing about yourself. Are, do you have... Some kind of bump or something going on your arm. I don't know if it's a, a it's an unusual bump or skin um, no. or, or, or skin. What do you what would you call it? like a skin tumor going on or something? Um, man, am I trying hard on this one too? I'm still like a deformity on the arm of some sort, like a, a, a skin abrasion or a, a something yeah, on the arm. Uh, I think I have on my left arm, actually on my hand, I have a scar which I got from being hit by a toe chain. 
I don't know if that would do it for me. It might. In fact, he's got me rubbing my left arm. That's why I feel like there's a scar, there's a blemish, there's a problem. And what I was asking this spirit is, you know, let me know a little bit about who you are. And he's saying he's been attached to that location forever. Like that's his place. And that's what you're picking up on. 120 years old. Well, that might make, you know, I don't know if you can do a little research and see if there was someone who would have died, because the Spirit's presenting himself to me like a like that of like a 29, 30-year-old, rather young. And yeah. you know, this is a little bit harder type of validation for me to do, because it's like, it's not like bringing forth the energy of mom, dad, sister, brother, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you. Colleen, we appreciate it. Um, if you can get a hold of him by email, if, you know, something comes to your uh, clicks in. Sometimes you do have to think about things or uh, sit in the energy, you know, a tiny bit. Oh, I, I just remember there is one thing. Uh, some uh, kid uh, used to live upstairs, uh, the unit above me. He he died of a drug overdose, and he was about 29. Okay. He's not a good communicator, I'll put it that way. And usually for a spirit to be a good communicator like this, it requires that bond between like a family member or a close friend that would know them when they were in the body well enough to validate things about them. And I think he was trying to validate things about you but didn't know how to go about it. But at least you're even validating the age, uh, which I'm just judging by the feeling of his energy and the way he's representing himself to me. It looked like that of a 29, 30-year-old male. But it's kind of cool that you're saying there was an overdose. There was a passing, you know, on that property that matches. Right. So this is one of the harder readings. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a little bit harder when you do something like this. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for calling. And, Chuck, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, uh, do you need to leave us? Can you stay for another call or two, or what would you like to okay, do? Okay, I can do a couple more calls. Okay. Well, I appreciate it so much. Again, um, I'm going to tell you guys right now I'm not going to be able to get everybody on. So if you would like a private reading, which um, is, is it an hour? Is that what you offer them, in increments of an hour? You know, and because of the holidays, I've actually brought the price down a little, and I'm doing one hour and half hour to kind of, you know, a lot of people are hurting this time of year, and I want to try and reach as many people as possible. Oh, so kind. made it a little, a little, you know, more affordable for people and easier. And, hey, I even put a calendar on there with dates and times. You, like It's like booking a flight. You can... Uh, Go on my website, pick a date and time, use PayPal or credit card, and off you go. And then we do the reading. And they're recorded to CD for everyone, so it's a nice keepsake later on. Oh, that's so nice. Now, now Chuck, now you kind of challenged me. I might have to call and have you do a reading on me just for the fun of it. <laughs> we should do that. I'd be happy to. We probably have a good time, so I may be scheduling. So I encourage you guys to <laughs> go to his website, which is www.chuckbergman.com. And I'm going to warn you also, Chuck, not out of disrespect, but I have a um, healing call that I have to go on in a couple minutes. So I'm going to um, put the next caller on and exit. So thank everybody for listening. Miss lovely Kara is going to close out the show. So we won't keep you very long. We'll take a couple more callers. But I just want to say before I leave, thank you so much for being on. It's been such a great show. You have amazing energy, and it was my privilege to have you on my show. I'm really honored to be here, Dr. Kim. In fact, as soon as I got your uh, your first email, I knew this was going to be a fun night and an easy thing to do, and I, I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's great. Thank oh, you. You're so sweet. Well, me as well. So I will be in touch with you 
after the show as well. So I'm going to go ahead to our next caller, which is um, Shannon, I believe, from Sunbury, Ohio. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. I wanted to see if you could reach my grandmother. Okay. Do you have a little boy? Yes, I do. Okay, so I'm getting reference to him first from what I feel is grandmother coming through already. Um, I'm going to see what she can give for um, uh, Shannon. What's this she's telling me about you? Are you are you on the get her done type of person? Are you a very <laughs> I don't want to cross cross you because you're going to win and I'm going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Okay. It's cute how she's coming. She's letting me know that. She's saying even during the reading that I have to um, put the boxing gloves on because if I try and give you something that's not really of your grandmother, you're going to know and you're not going to put up with it. So she's letting me know you're going to give me a hard time. And it's just beautiful the way she's doing it, though. Um, Aw, that's sweet. I was going to say she's giving you flowers, but I'm not. I'm not going to say that. Someone around you does not like flowers or they're allergic to flowers. I'm getting a negative. My son has a lot of allergies and environmental allergies, so that might be it. Sure, that would do it. Because at first she was giving like a bouquet of flowers for you to show her love, and then she mm -hmm. lifted them back up. And, and that, to me, felt like a real negative. And I felt that the lifting it up had nothing to do with her not wanting to show her love for you, but I knew there was another secondary reason why she'd be pulling that. Um, I like, uh, wow. <clears throat> I have to mention her eyes. What's up with her eyes, especially at the end of her life? Um, well, I mean, she had cataracts and stuff. She just had deteriorated a lot, and, I mean, I don't think she could see very well. Okay, because that, that probably bothered her more than you realize, because she she's like, you know, when a person like lifts their own eyelids and let you look at the eye, that's what she's doing. So she's saying that that's exactly what she wanted to tell you. She really didn't get to see you at the end, and that made it a little bit harder for her. Yeah, my son um, was my son's actually 15 right now, and um, he was one when she died. He he had just turned one on November 5th, and she died on November 9th. So she oh. didn't really get to see him a lot either. So um, I mean, I mean, she probably didn't get seen that well because she was deteriorating that last year. Sure, and once she's, you know, as you know, on the other side, she gets to see him all the time now. Um, let's see what else she wants to give. Uh, I know what I'm getting here, but is there also a little girl around you? My daughter, she's not so little. She just turned 21, but, yeah. Was she ever in the Girl Scouts or Brownies? No. Okay, it's probably just to get me to talk about the little girl. It was a brownie uniform that I saw to make me talk about you having a daughter also. So take that okay. as a hello to your daughter. That's exactly, It's one of the symbols we were talking about earlier. It's just funny uh -huh. how they work that. Right. You know, first grandma's talking about your son, and then she didn't want to leave out the daughter. So. Oh, no, but, and Savannah, my daughter was um, seven when she died, and she was absolutely the apple of her eye. Oh, okay. Um, with your daughter, though, I just saw question marks around your daughter, and it's made, and it made me feel like, did you almost lose your daughter? No. Uh, how about during birth? How about going way back? No. No, not no. She's been really, I mean, she's always been a healthy child. Glad to hear that. I 
why the question marks? Why is something going on now where we're going to put question marks around your daughter? Has something transpired, or is you know it's got to be a, a huge reason for the question marks? I felt severe with it. That's why I thought, wow, did she almost die at one point, or something like that? Do you think it's something bad going to happen to her? Not not going to happen. I think there's something going on, and I feel it might be like right in the immediate time now where we have question marks around her. Like either she's having issues or problems, not sure where to go or what to do, question marks. Mm. I mean, she's in her third year in college, and she's got um, she's going to graduate early a year from now. So, I mean, I know she's struggling with, you know, what exactly is she going to do. She changed her major once. Um, that's the only thing that that's I That's where I want to go with this. I can always tell when a person starts talking like that, if you're wrong, I'm going to say, no, that's not what I want. In this case, that's exactly what I want. It's, oh, thank it's your God. grandmother saying she's aware of, of of all of the all of the stuff going around here, and I'm not sure because uh, I was speaking while your while your grandmother gave this, but it's the month of May, an important month. Um, May. May. I'd love to hear a birthday there, or or if she passed in the month of May, that would work. No, she passed in November, and both my kids' birthdays are in November, and mine's yeah, in April. Talked about that, and what what's with May though? The month of May just came up. Gosh, I can't even think of what was. Um, my, my son gets his temps in May. I'm sorry, he gets his what in May? His driving temps. If it, only if you recently, if you've been talking about that and like putting it on the calendar or whatever, and saying you got to do it, because I'm getting the month where I'm getting a little bit of a problem with the question marks, and I know you're right on target with that for your daughter. Then I'm getting the 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 month of May is just kind of like a what I call a physical via, uh, validation that you're talking about the month of May being critical, and it is, you know, important to your son, and it is. Right. Um, well, his his friend actually just got his temps today, and I, which made me think, you know, Austin will be getting his temps in May, which will be five months. So I actually did think of that today. Good, good. Um, the way this works, I don't know if you're aware of it, uh, not everyone is going to want to hear this, but they actually pick up on our thoughts. And if your thought today was about the month of May, and now she's talking about it a few hours later during a reading, it's because your thoughts are energy, and they do pick up our thoughts. Oh, absolutely. And that was exactly three hours ago. Okay. And his friend dropped him off from getting his temps, and which made me think of, you know, Austin will be getting his in May. That's exactly what that's all about. It's a little proof that she's around you, still loves you, still cares. And that's just – I haven't – some people get a little like, uh-oh, they they can hear my thoughts. I don't think they do it all the time. I think it's when, like, the time of a reading, certain things like this happen, then they they tune in and, uh, you know, try and find things to report on. Like, uh, I think James Van Prague said it the best. He said, you know, if Grandma comes through and talking about the stock market, how do we know it's her? So, you know, they got to come right. up with crazy things that are individual to you. Um, now, one thing I am getting, are, are you at – Chocoholic, or are you really into the chocolate? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she literally laid a huge, huge box of assorted chocolates in your lap and went there, like have these, <laughs> so at least she knows what's going on. Right, um, and I've actually been having stomach issues, and I'm wondering if maybe I should cut out the chocolate. Hmm. Maybe cut back, she's saying, but, you know, again, that's her, just her little opinion. I don't think you're super overdoing it. And they say, you know, a certain amount, even daily, can be actually a benefit to the body. So 
I'd right. lay that out, but I, I, it doesn't sound like you're doing anything in, in excess. Um, ooh, um, she's putting her hand on your forehead, though. Have you, have you ha- been feeling off a little lately or high temp or something? Yeah, well, I haven't had a high temp. I've been um, pretty stressed for the last six months, so I've had a lot of stomach issues going on, I think, from the stress. And it's just not going away, and I've been kind of concerned about it. So I went to the doctor, and the doctor doesn't seem to think there's anything wrong. And I just went to a different doctor today, and they're going to run some blood tests, but they think it was just like the stress that I was under, and that, you know, my stomach will start feeling better soon. Yeah, stress, as we all know, is a killer. And, you know, it's easy to say try to avoid the stress, but it's hard to do when it's put in your face, you know, when it's there, exactly. it's there. Exactly. <laughs> I've been there too. And it's you, you, and a lot of things I've stressed over, it seems like later on I look back and say, if I didn't stress, it was going to clear up anyway. So I did that for nothing. And it oh, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Sister's got any more, wow, just, one more thing. She's saying good night, but our uh, good night and goodbye. She loves you very much. But this is kind of funny. You don't keep your toes covered at night, or the blanket, your feet are out of the blanket, or something like that going on. No, I sleep with socks on and my blanket. I wonder if that's it because the attention is on your feet while you're sleeping, and it's hard for them to show me the socks, but it's not hard to show me a blanket pulled back and your feet sticking uh-huh. out. So probably yeah. the smarter things for me. I, smarter thing I should have said was your feet are really cold at night that would have yeah. been a better statement because I'm seeing <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing the result of you know what you've already taken care of by wearing the socks where in the blanket and all that but again it's just proof that it, it's her coming through even though I said right. it backwards but I will pay attention to that next time it's like I, I learned from almost every reading that little ways that I could have said something and I'll probably get better results so right, I'm, right. I'll keep doing well, that I will let you get on and Go to another reading. Thank you so much. All right. And by the way, are you going to clean the closet out tomorrow maybe? Really? I don't know why she would say that because, like, I just moved home, so, like, everything is cleaned out. I wonder what she's talking about. I wonder if that's what she's trying to tell me. And all I'm seeing is a closet mm-hmm. cleaned out or it needs to be cleaned out. Oh. It, but if you, just, cl- yeah, yeah. if you just cleaned them all out and you moved to another uh-huh. place, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. See, they don't tell me every little word. It's like, exactly. in that case, it was an it was an image, and it was the closet that got my attention. Uh huh. And now I see why, because you're the moving. It's very symbolic of the moving, the closet. Right. You got to decipher everything that that you're yep. seeing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can probably be a lot difficult at times. And, and I'm going to give your your grandmother credit because she's letting me know she's usually a shy person when it comes to something like this, and to think that she went on a radio show that's not her. <laughs> I have always been a shy person, but I have, I'm actually doing a lot better. Good for you. Good. All right, Shannon, I'll let you go, and we'll move on to the next. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, uh, Chuck, I don't know, is Kara still there? John. I'm not hearing her, Kara, if she is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hearing her either. Um, I don't know if she got cut off or, or what, and she's the one that kind of uh, handles all the phone calls. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you have any more phone okay, calls. Okay, I'm, I'm back. 
My microphone did something weird. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so, thing, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge just had to step out, but it substitutes Kara Marie from Strange Days Indeed and Walt is in the building uh, with medium Chuck Bergman. Just don't want any confusion here when people are like, wow, Kimberly's really lost her edge. No, no, it's me. It's Kara. <laughs> Don't say that, Carrie. You well, do a great job. Oh, thank you. Well, it's strange when you're handling somebody else's show because you're afraid to touch it. It's like disciplining. <laughs> it's like it's against the law. So I, I feel a little strange right now. Um, but, uh, Mr. Chuck, would you be willing to do one more reading? Sure, I could do one more. Okay. And who is the male? Okay. I, I, the control guy here uh, that I'm hearing. The male control guy? Who, who, me? Yes, you. Oh, Chuck, um, it's Walt. You, Walt. <laughs> Hi, Walt. I, I didn't get your yeah, name yeah, earlier. Yeah. Maybe we weren't introduced, yeah. but uh, I like I'm your that. questions. Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, Kay. well, we'll just go to one more person, and that is uh, area code 860. 60, no. you're on the air with to everything. Who is this? Hi, my name is Karen. Hi, Karen. Karen. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I think uh, yes, Kara's up. Okay, I, I can I can hear you now. Um, you hi, Chuck, how are you? Chuck? Okay, I'm going to send over to Chuck. Okay, thank okay. you very much. Okay. And, Carrie, I think you've got a little microphone problem, almost like a loose wire or something. It seems to go on and off. Okay. I, um, is that there or here? Right. <laughs> yeah. But, Karen, you're coming in. But Karen, I'll step out. Okay. Am, am I coming in okay now? Yeah, you sound great. And where are you, Karen? Um, I'm actually in Connecticut, and I'm a very good friend of um, of Dale Morris and Jim Larkin. Oh, okay. And uh, she, she's the one that at, you know told me to call in uh, the show tonight. She was telling me all about you. Oh, great. Yeah, I used to um, see her when we would go to the Spiritualist Church up in Swampscott, Massachusetts. Yes, yes, she did and mention that, and um, she said she did say that we should try to visit there next time I'm up that way, because I usually go uh, up to Boston, you know, a couple times a year to yeah. do uh, Celt Radio with Jim Larkin and, and Dale okay. and you another a nice, friend of ours, Pam. So. you got a nice, smooth, friendly voice going on here, so how can I help you? What were you? Well, thank you. Thank you. Are you um, looking for a contact? Actually, I've, um, I've lost Quite a few family members, but my main concern is, um, you know, the romance department. You know, I, I haven't done very well there, and I'm very cautious only because I was in um, in a very abusive um, marriage, you know, for for a very long time and um, had a very, very abusive childhood. So I'm a little bit guarded, but I have been talking to someone, and uh, I just wonder if there's any way... Um, you can you can tell me what direction that's going in. I've known this person for about five years, but I'm still very guarded, and there there has to be a reason for that. So, yeah, I, personally, I would think that within by five years, you would know if this person's explosive yeah. or abusive, or you would already know that. Yeah. And if you know that it's like walking on eggshells, then I'd say then no, it's not the right person at all. You know, if right. you know, you got to watch everything you do and say and. You know, they're checking your phone and different things like that going on. You know, it, it's yeah. certainly not a healthy place for you at all. 
Um, right. And I'm kind of feeling like, you know, if if you had a bad relationship, I mean, you can't paint everyone with the same brush, and we're right. all aware yeah. of that. So, yeah. you know, I would think by five years you should be totally either wanting something's telling me you're not wanting to or you would have done something by now well that's true that that's that's very true only because you know there's there are different warning signs but i just can't seem to get over the guy and that's that's the the problem i don't really want to slide back into that codependency um mode that i was in before but i just can't uh-huh. see you know seem to get him out of my system although i have talked to other other men and dated you know things like that, but I just wonder if if you see anything that um, you know, am I going to be happy? <laughs> Let me just say, I, I do feel there's there's a, a female figure trying to help out, like that of a mom or a grandmother. I can't tell which. I just feel her loving energy around you in a very good way. Mm. Um, in fact, I just heard the word patience from her and the whiting the 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 lighting of a white candle. Um, mm. I've, and it's making me feel like you are absolutely doing things correctly. You're progressing in a good, yeah. a very good way. And as I, as I'm feeling the energy trail behind you, it's kind of funny the way your your loved one is bringing this through. That um, you're giving every indication out there that who you are and how you want to be treated, and it really should be picked up by your partner by now. They should get the message, like. Right what you do and don't like by now and she's scratching her head like how come this guy doesn't get it yet <laughs> and what were you trying to put away today because i feel like you broke a container i got a container around you that's not really it's almost like you took something out of a container but you couldn't put it back in the container you oh you know it. what i um i was i was just making christmas cookies and um and some of them broke, so I took them back out of the container, and I just haven't put them back in yet. I don't know if they're going to fit. <laughs> That's, well, you're, whoever is giving me the other information, just so you know, I'm not um, creating like a life for you or, or analyzing your life. They're feeding me the information, and I love it when they do something like that where I can – like I tried with the pots and pans with, the, uh, with Richard, and it right. didn't seem to fit, but yet – that was a totally different kind of energy. This is just like absolutely more of like a loving grandmother who's around you and just telling me how calm and peaceful and um, how together you are and how deserving you are of a, of a very, very good relationship. And it will happen. That's wonderful. Now you said you're in Connecticut, but I'm going to tell you. I'm in Connecticut. Yes. Well, remember this, I'm telling you before six months is up, you'll be, you'll be South either Florida or I don't even want to go be, I don't even want to go North of Florida. I see you coming south within. Six oh my months. gosh! Really? Uh, do you have anything well, have planned at all, in, or is? I have a sister in Georgia, and we've you know we actually never met. And um, the grandmother that you're talking about, it's interesting because she wasn't my biological grandmother; she was my foster grandmother. And um, I grew up in a very abusive foster home, but she um, she was the one that got me through everything. She was very gentle and patient and kind. You know, nothing well, that's like the way you, you came across. I think that's why I had to immediately say that when I heard your voice. Typically, when I run into people, I can pick up right away on how I feel about, you know, who they are and how they're going to be and stuff like that. Right. And wow, you, you're just—I like the word uh, emanating all that peacefulness and oh, and you, you don't want drama, you don't want problems. You're no, I don't. Like, kind of like I where really I'm at in life, where I'm looking for just smooth sailing, you know. And, 
Yes. Peaceful time. And it, yeah, and that's not easy these days, you know. And I, I am the mother of seven children too, and and the grandmother of almost twelve. So there's always a little bit of drama there, you know. But uh, what absolutely. I try to do is steer clear. Um, this is my time. That's the way I look at it. I've, that's, and I feel it is your time, and things yeah, are going to start improving for you, at least from your grandmother. Mm-hmm. The way she's given, and if she, it's funny because in the earlier reading, I saw a bouquet of flowers going down to the daughter, but in this case, Grandma is giving a beautiful bouquet of flowers to you. And when she does something like that up, she does it right. And I felt every flower was in its, in its place. I mean, she's mm. giving a beautiful bouquet of flowers, and she, she was just exactly wants you to, like that. You know, and, and I love it when personalities come through. And her little message to you is not only are the flowers beautiful, but it's it's a double whammy. You get the beautiful smell and the look. You, so you, you get two mm. things there, but you have to be in tune to both, or you're not going to notice either. Right. And she's telling wants you to know that's the way it is with the affair around you. You've got to look beyond just the sight and what you're feeling. There's got to be another element that you have to tune into, and then you're going to know the right answer. Right. And it's up to you, but no talent. I agree. I, I wonder sometimes whether I'm, I'm too kind. You know, I, I I always question myself about that because I'm I'm a very giving person. You know, um, as a matter of fact, you know, a bunch of the cookies that I'm sending out are are to this this fellow that that I've been talking to, and then another one uh, had commented on Facebook because I'm on Facebook, and he said, "Do you have any sugar free?" And I said, well, I'll make you some sugar-free, so I'm going to send him some. <laughs> yeah, that's just the way I am, you know, because I'm, I'm, um, I'm just that type of person. Thing. When you're able to do it, it is a great thing to be able to make other yeah. people happy. Right, and um, and I'm also um, I'm also disabled, and I, I wonder if there's anything about that that you, um, I know as far as my health, if there's anything you feel in that. Very tough one on me. Um are you allergic to like vanilla or something like that? Is there an allergy thing going on or milk or? Um, no, no, not no. I'm like not... an allergy thing with you as well, like a like a vanilla thing, uh, negative toward vanilla. Um, really, I've, I've always loved vanilla. I've ne- I've really never had a problem with vanilla unless okay, it's something and I, new. And that's coming in specifically that way. So. Is, I just feel like there's a digestion problem going on with you, and that's what the vanilla and all that is coming through. Is there something going on with a digestion issue, problem? Um, I really haven't through? had any digestion problems. Good, um, good. Then no. I, don't, I don't know how to interpret this. I know I'm getting vanilla, and I'm getting digestion issues. funny thing is I wouldn't be surprised if this is for someone else listening or even someone in the studio. This happens a lot, too, where okay. I think I'm locking in on your grandmother, and it's not. Oh, that could and very I, well be. But I, I really never had a problem with vanilla. And that's I, specific. When you, when you, when you hear digestion. something like that, when you hear something yeah. that specific, um, yeah. it's probably another spirit trying to jump in, which is, again, something that doesn't happen during a private reading because you're limiting the number of spirits that are coming in. When you open up like this, it's like there. I do get several jumping in, and it can mm-hmm. make it confusing. But to let you know, I've had this happen where, like, if you and I ended the call right now and I went off the air, guaranteed I'd get an email from someone saying, I'm allergic to vanilla, and I've got a digestive <laughs> system problem, wow. blah, blah, blah. But it's too late. You're off the air. But it, it makes me yeah. feel better that at least it's not rubbish coming right. through. 
And right, and one more quick question because I don't want to uh, hold up your time. Um, I did lose my brother when he was 10. His name is Mark, and um, I was 19, and uh, he drowned. And I just want to know that he's okay. I, uh, All right. I wish you didn't tell me about the drowning, but that's okay. okay. I'm just going to – would this be like a wooded area around him when he drowns? Would it see a lot of trees? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's not much, but at least it's probably like one of his last memories or something like that. And I'm not feeling him alone when he drowns. There are other children around, are there? Uh, yes, there are actually, there are actually um, four other boys, and he was the only one that didn't make it out of the okay, river. Okay, I, I did feel the other yes, children. Yes, and they are, were you know, children, yes. And I knew, you know, it's not like he straight away and fell in the water or no. swimming when he shouldn't have. He's giving me a little, but he is around you, and I'm just going to try and get a um, couple more things. Uh, he is... Fine, and I don't know why I have to talk about a gingerbread man. Does that make any sense? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was something that him and I made when you know when I was seventeen. Well, don't you know, forget, he's going to he be looking, he's going to be relating back to the younger years. You know when he was here, right. and I'm absolutely seeing a gingerbread man, like like no doubt. Yeah. In fact, I, I'm looking at the gingerbread man and almost comically ready to say did he have real dark skin or something but then i realized what he was showing me you know that, yeah. that's how that's how clear he was showing that um yeah he was a very sweet sweet boy little boy he he still is he's he's yeah. still pretty well hanging out at that age too usually we do age on the other side but yeah. it's, up to, it's up to the person and he's enjoying just being young and active and he's still oh, that's feeling wonderful that's like wonderful if, to know yeah yeah like if if he had just come into me fresh, I would have known right away he was a young boy when he passed. Um, one more thing, though. He's um, he's thanking you for never letting him go. And I don't know if you put a you wear a necklace because of him or put a charm on a necklace because of him. I actually have his picture right here. I have his, uh, have his picture here, and I go at least, you know, like once a month, every two months up to his grave site. And, you know, a lot of strange things have happened up there, too. Like one time the ground shifted. I was with uh, a friend, and the ground just shifted right up underneath um, where he's buried. And then this big angel cloud appeared up in the sky. I have, actually oh, wow. have pictures of it. It was it was a pretty amazing day. And um, If you get a chance, email me the picture. I'd love to see that. I would. I will. I will. You know, I've had a few experiences like that. Good. And, Go to the uh, on, on contact. It's got my web my uh, I email address. I sent you a friend request, so I I will do that. I okay, sent, great. And I I will send that picture because I I do have it in my archives, and uh, I've got some pictures of um of actually uh, what do you call those the um, ghosts, but um you know the little dots. The orbs. <laughs> orbs. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Orbs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one, one more thing I'm getting for you too is um, who would drive a refrigerated truck? Um, like a like a milk truck or a meat delivery truck, a refrigerated truck. I'm seeing very clearly. Um, my my son-in-law used to drive one. He used to drive a meat truck. Meat truck. That's that's what I'm seeing. I wonder why a reference to your son-in-law would be coming in, and I feel it's coming from Mark. I've, um, son-in-law. I'm wondering, is there oh. a passing around your son-in-law, like his dad or his? Um. It's got to be. I mean, that's too specific when I'm saying a meat truck, refrigerated truck. Yeah, that it's, is very strange. Because it's, I mean, str- it's a hello to him anyway. It, it's positively right. a hello to him. 
Right, the company is right across the street, and actually, he he um he used to drive the truck, but they you know then he got laid off the job. But he's working back over there again. But I don't know yeah. if he's going to be I driving. I think it's, it's just a hello to him, and I don't know if it's from Mark or someone else on the other side. But like oh. I said, that's pretty specific to see that come through. Yeah, that is. I have to think more about that too. There might be other cases, you know, that I I just can't think about at the moment. But All right. um. But that's pretty interesting. But I'm really glad that he's doing doing well. Doing great, Shannon. Real good. I'm glad yeah. you got through and uh, say hello to Dale and Jim for me. I will. I will actually. Dale's on. She's actually listening right now. So great. <laughs> you can say hi yourself if you want to. She's All right. Actually listening to the show. So, but it was very nice talking to you. And I I will definitely send you that photo. Um, okay, I'll probably great. do it tomorrow because I'm pretty tired tonight. All but, right. Um, but thank you so much. I, I appreciate you, you know, talking to me. I've enjoyed it. It's been a fun and night. Thank you. You have a wonderful night, okay? You too. Have a, and keep sending out those cookies. People love that stuff. I will. I, okay. I love doing that kind of stuff. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Wonderful reading, Chuck. Um, thank you so much for your time on air with us. Uh, if people want to check out www.com, you have all the links to your your books and your services right there, correct? I do, I do, and it's a pretty easy website to navigate. Cute little uh, video on I'm the front if you get a. I'm sorry, you're a little choppy there. I don't know if it's on. You my know, end my or audio has been acting up all. Or some the one closing out the show, so people yeah. will just have to bear with me. <laughs> but fine, I, Kara. Don't worry. Yeah, I have Walt here to have my back. That's right. I yeah, got back. we'll definitely check out the. Thank you. Um, we'll uh, definitely and, check and out your video, and I'm excited to read your book. I've always been really interested, and. Obviously, metaphysics, psychics, medium. So it just seems like a marriage made in heaven to read your book. Uh, thank you. I hope people buy it. It's, uh... Go ahead, Walt. Oh, I just wanted to say, again, it's it's www.chuckbergman.com because I carried got cut out a little bit when you were trying to give his website. Okay. Hey, Walt, one thing for you real quick. What's up? I see you mowing the lawn the old-fashioned way. How come you're not using, like, a riding lawn mower? Or why am I getting a reference to you doing it the hard way? No, I I actually do it the easy way. My father mows my lawn because I work, like, seven days a week. <laughs> you know, it could be your dad, I see, doing the mowing, and it, and it was a feeling of doing it the hard way. But if your dad's doing all the work, yeah, all this was the, I love him. <laughs> okay, but I got to I got to consider this a, a misinterpretation of what I'm getting because it's kind of odd. I'm mentioning the topic and it's your dad doing it, and I feel there's something like old-fashioned or wrong, like you know, hey, let's do this right. And someone upstairs is giving me that. A male is giving me that that you should be doing it, not your dad. And that's why I had a negative feel with it. Mm, well, you know what, my my uh, grandfather is always around me. Uh, and my okay. father, he it is a riding lawnmower, and he likes doing it. But I could see where, I could see where he, my grandfather, would probably say, "Hey, you know, you, <laughs> you uh, have two legs and two arms, and you know, get out there." <laughs> well, your dad loves you, and he's doing that for you. Let him do it because you know it's making him feel good too. 
Yeah, yeah, it and really it, does. And if it's a riding lawnmower, it's no big deal. That's right. And then he jumps <laughs> in the pool and cools off in the summertime. <laughs> well, Chuck, thank you for uh, coming on. Kara, are you still there? Oh, my so. audio is a lovely, uh, lovely night having you on, and I'm sure that this is one of my favorite shows on The Secret to Everything. Uh, it's definitely one to remember. Well, thank it is. you. Chuck, thanks again for uh, coming on. Um, I actually had spoken to you a couple of years ago, and then we just kind of uh, stayed in contact through Facebook and some other stuff. Yeah, um, didn't you just send me an email out of the blue, and you didn't even think I'd call you, and I did? Exactly, exactly. You're a good guy then, too. And I mean, I love it when I get to help people out of the blue like that. I love it. I didn't know that was yeah. you. I'm glad you'd let me know. Yeah, yeah. I thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a great having you on. And, Enjoyed it. And very interesting. Enjoyed it. Everyone have a great holiday coming up. You, too. Thank you again, Chuck. Okay, thank you. Good thank night. Thank you. Okay. Can we wrap it up a little bit? out from here and I will play the outro and you can say your lovely final words take it away because you know Kim's going to listen to this yes um, please if you have any questions you can contact you can follow uh, you can actually follow all of us on Twitter um, Kara is Coast to Coast Kara and I am at Ghost Hunter Walt on Twitter and then Serene Wellness for the amazing Dr. Kim, if you'd like to follow any of us on Twitter. And uh, that's about all I have, Karen. Well, wonderful. Well, we're going to sign it off tonight. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening on Our Secrets to Everything with Dr. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, from 7 to 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio.